Welcome to the New Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you are encouraged by this message by Pastor Tom Sturbins. Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 8. Matthew chapter 6, verse 8. It's a familiar passage. And then Amanda, after that, we're going to Matthew 16, verse 15. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. How many are thankful about that? Pray then in this way. The fair question could be asked, why then does He want us to pray? I've answered that question several times. Don't have time here. If you say, hey, dude... That one question you mentioned that you didn't answer, send me an email. Tom at newhopeonline.com. Tom at newhopeonline.com. Pray then in this way. Here it goes. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we are able to forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now watch this. I believe the Lord's Prayer holds six points, and I don't have them memorized, and I didn't look them up on my computer. has six points that prepares us. In other words, when you finish praying the Lord's Prayer through the first time, the first one is declaring His holiness or wholeness. Our Father who art in heaven, Hagiazo, holy is your name. Holy is your name. The second line is, then may your kingdom come and your will be done. That is, may the source of, uh, may I, as I declare you as the source of my wholeness, I invite your wholeness. See, it's one thing to say, you're holy. It's another thing to say, now, I invite the holy of your rule and reign, your kingdom, to touch my life and transform me. Now, we move all through this Lord's Prayer. You know, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, right here in the same manner it is there. Give us they our daily bread. Father, we declare that your wholeness is the source, as certainly as I eat food to survive, your wholeness is the source of my life, sustenance, and ability to live now and into eternity. This Lord's Prayer is a preparation to where we finally get to the end and say, Now, the kingdom come, you will be done. Your, your glory forever and then forever and ever. What? We are called to extend the glory of God. You see, the Lord's Prayer is given so that we can move through it in order to be prepared to pray. You say, that doesn't make sense to me. I believe the Lord's Prayer is a process by which we put on the armor listed in Ephesians 6. We walk through that, six pieces of armor. And as we walk through it, we walk down this hall. I want you to think of glad, uh, knights walking you know, down sort of this long hall, and, and, and there is the... Uh, uh, um, the, the helmet of salvation, the, the, the breastplate of righteousness, the gird, I'm girded with, with wholeness, holiness, you know, the truth, that same way. And as I walk down the hall, I begin strapping on these armor because at the door at the end down there, I'm going to step out into the fray of spiritual warfare and principa- against principalities and powers in the heavenly places. And as I walk down the hall, I begin assembling and pick them up. And when I get to the end, then I'm ready to do war. How do we do war? Pray. So I want to ask this real question. I mean it because I'm going somewhere with it. Have we gotten to the point where right now the prayers you needed for you, the stuff you needed for you, the worship you needed for you, because we really do come in here 
We've picked up residue. We're bearing burdens. Stuff has happened. Tragedy this week has happened in, in lives sitting here. So this question is not rhetorical. It's not sarcastic. And it's not condemning. I mean it seriously. By right now in this worship service, have you at least taken care of bringing your needs before God and feeling like, okay, Lord, there's a fresh encounter today for the fresh set of needs that I've accumulated this week or this month. I want to ask you to do this with me right now. Every person, bow your head and close your eyes. How many here would say, yeah, I feel at this point, man, I've just already received a touch from God and somehow his, communi- his spirit has communicated beyond my mind, touched me at my point of need, began to offer resolutions that I believe are true even though I don't see how they're going to be worked out. If you're one of those people like me sitting here today, keep your head bowed and raise your hand. Just say, yeah, I, I really feel like that's happened. Put it down. Now, for anyone else here that feels like, Pastor, I'm trying, but I just don't think I'm there yet. Nobody's looking but me. Okay? Come on. We got... One, two, three. Keep them up, please. Nobody's looking but me. One, two. Okay. We've got about 15 people that feel like they're at that place right now. We're going to pray together. Matter of fact, Scripture says agreement. Any two people, any any, any two or three touching anything. I want you to reach over and uh, I want you to take the hand of someone near you. And by the way, we are still in a COVID reality. So if you reach towards someone... You don't know that they may not have just an extreme physical or medical condition that makes them vulnerable, and they may be really still concerned even about taking your hand. Don't, don't wear them out, okay? Just if they, if they just say, no, hold off, let it go, and we're going to pray. It's okay, okay? Father, we stand in agreement. By the way, let me tell you what I'm about to pray. I'm about to pray for our 14, 15 brothers and sisters that have raised their hand to say, look... And see, you can say, well, why is it they they haven't gotten there yet? Who who knows? The weight of it, the reality of it, the crushing sense of it. But we're going to pray right now for brothers and sisters in this room. You got me? Which means I want you to open your mouth, and I want you to pray for them a prayer that you would pray for yourself that goes something like this, that, you know, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Father, that as we come here this morning, that my brothers and sisters that raise their hand are so under siege by the adversary, I don't know the situation of those 15 people, Father. Only you do. Only you know the guts and courage it took to penetrate through fear and to have the boldness to raise their hand, all the time feeling like, great, I just identified myself as a substandard Christian. Father, I stand in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit against that whispered deception and lie. The adversary has never changed his tactic since the Garden of Eden, and so he hasn't in this place. Touch my brothers and sisters in Jesus' name. Father, as they make room, as they push back the clutter of pain and problems and circumstances in their life, Father, make entry graciously. May they see you as a loving Savior who still kneels before the residue of their pain and problem to the past, the stench of tragedy that they walk through, and say, my blood is still strong enough right here this morning on February 27th, right here in this sanctuary, to wash away the residue of that brokenness and pain. You may not understand it in your mind, but it's a fact of the Spirit. Now, I want everyone who has a hand raised, put it down. I want everyone who raised it earlier, identifying yourself. 
I want you to raise your hand again, but you're going to raise it for a different reason. I want you to raise it as high as you can, like you're trying to reach the heavens. Because in the name of the living God, I want... See, we got more people. Can I thank the first 15 for raising your hand? Because it just emboldened about another 20. Father, as we sit, watch, with hand extended to heaven... A hand that only moments ago was said, hey God, I'm one of them, is now a hand of covenant we've studied here so much that we have now changed this hand. Everyone look at me, please. This is Bible. We've changed this hand, Father, from saying, hey, here I am, to a hand of covenant that reaches toward heaven, declares the possibility of a promise, declares the word of God, and has the conviction that there's a God in heaven that reaches back and still says, whatever you make binding on earth shall have been made binding in the heavenlies. We love you and praise you. We ask it in the name of the living God. For each of them in Jesus' name, so be it. Amen. Amen. Now you put your hands down. Why is that so important this morning? Because we need to take care of business here so we can launch some missiles there. You see, in Matthew chapter 16, Matthew 6 introduces us to the power of prayer, inviting the wholeness of God. Matthew 16 is the first place the church is mentioned in Scripture. It's from the lips of Jesus Christ, and it is the place of primary mention. When he turns around... And he looks at his disciples and says, who do men say that I am? Peter responds, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. Look at me, for flesh and blood didn't reveal that. For flesh and blood didn't reveal that. There's some of you here, every one of us that raised our hand a few moments ago. We walked in with the pain and reality of flesh and blood. But God says, I got another revelation of the possibilities of who you are, and that doesn't come through the flesh and blood. That comes by the Spirit of God. I haven't taught on this, but please hear me about revelation. You don't have to write it down. I'll be coming back to it. I've got this working definition I put down of revelation. Revelation, when God reveals something. Revelation. It's the point at which I encounter the Holy Spirit that discloses promise to me beyond the limitations of my observational, uh, um, uh, uh, of standard human observation. In other words, I look around my life and there's another pile of mud, poop, or whatever that's going to get on my feet this week. It doesn't look good, smell good, it's just no fun. And I look at that and what am I going to do? And God says, I want to tell you something. I have a revelation for your life that comes through the Spirit, not by the flesh. It works in the Spirit. It starts in the Spirit and works its way to the flesh, and it's coming for you. But he says, I've called you to be those people who stand between heaven and earth, and you make binding on earth what has been made binding in the heavenlies. We are that force. We're that force. Please stay with me. Just just listen. That word for church there is ekkaleo, and it means the called out who call forth. There is a parallel, very similar word, parakaleo. That word's translated encourage, and you want to know what that means? It means called forth to call from within. Watch. When we gather of a church, we stand here and say, Father, we're that church. I will make room for you. To do whatever you want to do. 
I consciously clear away the clutter, the influences, and distraction of life here, Father, because this morning in this place right now, you've called me to a higher purpose that requires my focus. And so I stand here with the church of Jesus Christ as those criers, those declarers who call forth the power and possibility of God from another world. We make binding the promises of God here that already have been in heaven. Do you get that? That that language says God's waiting for us. We're not waiting on him. God's waiting for us. I like the way my mentor, Pastor Jack Hayford, framed it. He says, he wa- uh, uh, if we don't, uh, if, excuse me, if we don't, he won't. Not he can't. He's created a covenantal, a contractual relationship with the church of Jesus Christ. Can I go ahead and just say this? He doesn't work outside the scope of anything that's not prayed from us. If things aren't happening here, it's because of our prayers. So what do we do? We come in here every week and we take care of business. We get equipped. Why? We pray for this inside the walls so we can project and take care of that outside the walls. So this morning, we're going to pray. I don't know. There's two or 300 people here. You said, you really believe that makes any difference for such a, an amazing cosmic problem? Just things that baffle the mind that we never thought we'd see in our lifetime. Certainly, we thought that sort of autocratic dominance or whatever ended with World War II and in other places. But we stand here, and the fear of everyone is we're, we're precipice or on the precipice of, of what could easily turn into a, someone pushing a button and starting a nuclear holocaust that's unseen. And so we get bullied away from standing for truth or hoping for truth. I'm not making political statements this morning, beloved. The statement I'm making is we need to step up in between and say, before any other missiles are fired, listen to me. God says, I, you got some of your own if you'll launch them. And you say, where do they start from? Oh, missiles that launch from this building? No, they launch from heaven. We've talked about blessing from Numbers chapter 6 when it says, when he said to Aaron, the high priest, Old Testament, he says, and so shall you do this and bless the people. He says, you shall, and at the end, it says, the Lord bless you, keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. And at the close, it says, so shall you invoke my name. You know what that word means? It means to paint or tattoo. The first time I ever taught on this was 30 years ago. And the technology of a painted target through laser tagging was new. And I was just standing on the platform of Covenant Community Ministries when it hit me. Because the command then, they have, they, they still use it. They'll use um, a, a, a team of, a small team will go in and, and they'll use a device that transmits a location. They'll push the button and tag that spot back there. And a missile is launched from two, three, four, five hundred or the other side of the planet or by a drone from hundreds of miles away. And it doesn't just, um, I could have Anthony stand and give us a more detail uh, of how this works because he was in the military when this technology was used. But the last thing they say is this, target painted. They're done. And from a place way beyond anyone's vision, beyond the horizon, a missile is launched. And it doesn't strike within a quarter mile, an eighth of a mile, 500 feet or 200 feet. It hits that exact spot. If it's a window, door, wall, whatever, it hits that spot. Beloved, if you understood If we had any idea 
the power at the disposal of a strike team that gathers for worship. And the Son of God himself said, every time you come together as the church, that means come together, you've gathered together to invite the authority of God. I've allowed you to walk through the world this week for one reason, and that is so you can come in here, gather as a church that has the ability to pray by force, get done, say amen, and say, Father, target painted. Target painted. Target painted on the other side of the world in Ukraine. I don't know people or faces. I know one name because I've watched her on YouTube. And I think this precious mother of three whose husband is out fighting, she looks to be only about 30 years old. Maybe some of you have seen her. I watched her talk. I watched her cry out for help. I watched her articulate that. So I only know one name over there, Olena. That's the only one I can call out. But Father, may this mother represent any other needs that are there. I can only put a face with one name, Father, but you know every face, every name, every hair on the head of every face and every name. And so now, I want to see what happens right now. So now the church of Jesus Christ comes together. Now the church of Jesus Christ rallies together. Now the church of Jesus Christ, Father, takes a stand between heaven and earth, and they say, I'm going to lift up holy hands. I'm going to make something binding. I'm going to stand in between and intervene, interpose, intercede on behalf of people I don't know, pain I don't understand, a reality I've never experienced. But Father, we are here to mark the target. Father, may you launch (laughs) what, hallelujah, what we make binding shall have been. What we lose shall have been in the heavenly. I love you. I praise you. I bless you. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Open your mouth, saints. Pray what you'd pray for yourself, for them right now. The fear, the devastation, the tragedy. Hallelujah, Lord. Lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. I would love to hear a murmur of prayer turn into a thunder of prayer. Open your mouth, lift your voice. This is the church. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father, we step before the gates of hell and announce the church is in the house. The church is in the house. The called out who you've given power to call forth, not to any other, us. The church is in the house. Hallelujah. 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 Touch them, Father. Intervene. Holy Spirit, work beyond what my mind can even ask for. Hallelujah. And groanings too deep for words. Holy Spirit, intercede. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. seated please one more time everybody's right here stay where you are we'll kill you that works out go to the six Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail as we exalt the one who is the Christ. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail. It happens when our praises start to rise as we adore you the angels before you are joining in singing the song. There's loosing and binding. Our praise becomes lightning. Seven. Hell knows that it won't be long. Revelation 8 says, so there's gonna be lightning, there's gonna be thunder. It happens every time we sing praise to your name. It's gonna be frightening and make hell wonder. Nothing can stand against our praise. We're coming for the game. Woo! We're coming for the game. Oh my. There's gonna be lightning. It's gonna feel thunder. It happens every time we sing praise to your name. It's gonna be frightening and make hell wonder. Nothing can stand against our praise. We're coming for the game. We're coming for the game. Jesus said of hell will not prevail when we exalt the one who is the Christ oh 
Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail. It happens when I pray this For as we adore you, the angels before you are joining and singing our song. Oh, there's a loosing and binding. Our place becomes a lightning. And hell knows that it won't be love. So there's gonna be Savior, we have received this instruction. Everybody stand on your feet and get ready. Pray then in this way, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And to this, and to we, his children, his covenant people, his church, the promise, he promised, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overpower it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth have been loosed in heaven. We declare that those who, are the, who have gathered here in this place to be the called out. Turn, tell somebody you're the called out. By declaration of who our father is, we as well declare whose children we are. Brenda, come here, please. We are children of the Most High God, say amen. We are heirs of the kingdom of God of righteousness and power, say amen. We are citizens who govern the affairs of an eternal kingdom. We are the called out. We have been called out by Jesus Christ. We are the called out who alone empowered to call things as they are. To call things as the, that are the works of hell and the darkness as they are. To call things that are God's eternal kingdom as they are. Amen. We alone are those who stand at the threshold where two worlds meet. Where the kingdom of heaven intersects with the kingdoms of God and this world on earth. And so we stand and so we call out and so we call forth. My voice is falling apart. Amen. Start right there. I'll get it back. Go ahead. Right there. Two worth givers have come down from heaven. Turn and her up loud. Two worth givers have come down from heaven and you know who they are? planet. One's the, one's the adversary, one's the son of God. Read that again, baby. Two worth givers have come down from heaven and walked this planet. That's right. Jesus and the evil one. Two who would invoke worship in the heavenlies have come to out of heaven and walked among men. 
One refused to recognize God as the source of worth and thus brings no worth, only bondage. He steals, he kills, and he destroys. But one disposed himself of equality with God, submitted to him who is the source of all worth in order to accomplish redemption and has unlocked the potential of human wholeness by ushering in his wholeness, his holiness. He brings a kingdom of life more abundantly. One has a kingdom born of heaven. One has a kingdom whose realm is of hell. Take a break. You need a drink too. We are the church of Jesus whom about what? We are the church of whom Jesus said upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell doesn't stand a chance. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. I've read that to you three times. We have gathered as the church, the called out, who call out and call forth. We call out and expose the origin and echoes of the deception of sin, disease, lies, brokenness, addiction, and all manner of works of darkness. These are nothing other than the gates and strategies of hell. We are those who have been given the discernment to call them what they are and where they are from. Beloved, you think we're fighting an enemy of geopolitical concern. We're not. We're fighting a puppet of darkness. That's what, again, I'm not making political statements. I'm making spiritual ones. We are the called out who not only call out, but call forth. We call forth the kingdom of heaven by declaration. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Okay? Watch this. Uh, Now, you go ahead. I'm going to... Where are you? You're going to do what I do. You start right here. Right there. Right there. With great force. Like like I've done something wrong and you're screaming loud at me. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven. A kingdom of power. Power to conquer the forces of hell. Where'd you do that? You missed one. Right there. I said start there. It's important. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom of grace. Grace that abounds over every effort of sin. Now, in each one of these declarations, we're going to jump in when she finishes that. Abounds over every declaration of sin. We say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You got that? Here we go. Go to the next one. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom of power, power to conquer the forces of hell. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom from which we cannot be separated. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king rules above all. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king died for our sins. We call forth the rule and the will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king conquered death, hell, and the grave. Watch that. Hold on. You see what she said? Wait, stop, 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 stop. We call forth the rule of the one that died for us. But we call forth the rule of the one who didn't stay dead. We call forth the rule of the one who said about himself, I am he that was dead, alive, then was dead, now I'm alive again, and I got the keys to death, hell and the grave. We call forth the rule and the will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king shed his blood for my sin. Where to go from there? 
That's all right. I'm the Holy Spirit. I'm here to save She doesn't know where to go. I am that force in her life. Right there, Betty. You got it. We call forth the rule and the will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king was wounded for my transgression. Woo! We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king was bruised for my iniquities. Hey! We call forth the rule and the will of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king declared that by his wounds and by his bruises and by his stripes, we are healed. We call forth the rule and will of a kingdom of heaven, a kingdom whose king rules above all. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, where it is spoken in the heavenlies by elders around the throne. Be blessing and honor and glory and power forever. We call forth the rule and will of the kingdom of heaven, making it binding on earth by declaring on earth that thine is the kingdom and thine is the power and thine is the glory forever and ever. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom come. Thank you for joining us for the New Hope Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast or other resources, visit newhopeonline.com.